This episode of the I Am Northbound podcast is brought to you by the 4D songwriter, How to Dominate the New Music Industry. Get your copy of this number one best-selling book at the4dsongwriter.com. All right, so you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go! Welcome to the I Am Northbound podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. What's up, my favorite people? How are you all doing today? Hope you're doing fantastic. Coming to you. Why was I going to say coming to you live? I'm not live. You know that. Uh, But if you're watching this, I've been trying out these live what are they called? Like a watch party or whatever they're called. I'm setting up these episodes to come out on the, like at the time of release, they're also streaming to our Facebook group on our listen pages page. If I've set up correctly, whatever. But um, yeah, don't think if you're watching that, I don't want to deceive you and make you think that if you're watching this now from that live stream that I am live, I'm actually not live. You'll see because there'll be edits because I make mistakes and I say things wrong. So I go back and edit them. Um, but anyway, I don't know why I was saying coming at you live again, the first hand, the first tangent, and we're not even like 10 seconds into the podcast. So hope you're all doing fantastic coming to you pre-recorded from a very rainy day here in Newcastle, but it's really cool. It's kind of great. And I hope you're doing great too. Um, it's, it's been a pretty crazy week this week. We had intended on launching listen pages today, but we found a few bugs inside the software uh, and we figured that it's probably best that we take a couple of days to fix them rather than get you in on the exact day that we said, but there'd be issues and you not be able to use the service properly. So bear with us. We'll be a couple of days away from that. If you want to come and join our closed beta program, uh, come and do it. We've got free accounts that we're giving away to everyone who wants to, uh, who wants one. Cause I said that if we broke a hundred members, we give away free accounts and we broke a hundred members in like a day after or two days after I said that, which is, you know, that's why you guys are the best, right? Um, but yeah, so if you want to come do that, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash listen pages and you will get, uh, you know, join that group and you'll get a free account when we launch next week. And if you're listening to this after next week, if you're listening in the future, uh, as long as we're not out of the closed beta program, which is a couple of months away, you're still welcome to an account. So come and get one and, uh, you know, we'll get you in on the program and see what listen pages can do for your music career. That's what I've been doing this week. Uh, what have you been doing this week? Ho- hopefully your week's been great. Speaking of week, did you check out last week's episode? How's that for segue? Uh, How's that for a segue? See, messed it up. But I need to work on my segues, obviously. But uh, last week's episode was great. If you didn't check it out, we talked about, uh, you know, three different ways to use Instagram to uh, kind of um, manipulate the machine, so to speak, to get more exposure for your music and ways that you can go about um, finding more, uh, getting more people listening, you know, growing your audience, connecting more with your fan base. So if you haven't checked out that episode, go back and check it out. Uh, You can, you know, find it wherever you found this episode or if you found this episode somewhere where you can't see the other episodes, just go to your favorite podcast app and type in I am northbound and you will probably see it there. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, so it's been a, it's been a pretty crazy week, uh, getting all that set up, getting listen pages set up, getting everyone's accounts set up. So, I mean, I've been looking through what I can do inside these episodes. I'm also thinking of doing a new podcast soon too, that I'm trying to work out, but, um, I just want to make sure that I get my normal routine under wraps before I throw something else into the mix, because this new podcast won't be as conversational as this one. It'll be much more researched. I'll bring out episodes much less frequently, but they're going to be way higher in quality. It's going to be the best thing I can possibly offer with the most next level stuff for the music industry um, to the point where I don't think it's for everybody. I think that for some people, it might not be 
what you're interested in and that's cool. But for those who really like to nerd out on behavioral economics and psychology and that kind of stuff and want to know how it applies to the music industry, come join me for that journey. But, you know, I'll announce that more when I'm getting closer to releasing that. But I've already done the first episode and it's already cool. I can't wait to to see what you think. Uh, so, I've been doing that and I've been looking for what to put into this show for today. I wrote inside our group and said, hey, anything you need answered, let me know and I'll answer it today. Uh, because I realized I haven't been doing many articles of late. And that isn't because there hasn't, um, you know, that I haven't been looking for them. It's, there's nothing been going on the last few weeks apart from Baby Rex are getting really mad about ageism within the industry. And there's still articles out about she's still like, commandeering that fleet so to speak and is still staying relevant because of that like taylor swift like that with as she called out uh people in the industry and i don't want to turn into one of those shows where it's just about music industry gossip and <laughs> that type of thing um so yeah, i want to stay relevant to how it can apply to your music career and how it can things can help how like you can use things to help uh you grow as a music artist as well um so we're not just talking straight up about you know current events i always want to make sure they're applicable so yeah today's today's episode we've got a couple of things to talk about in that regard um but mostly i'll be answering questions that you guys submitted because as they say in the world of news and media it has been a slow news day or a slow news week even so first of all i want to talk about so i feel like a lot of music artists don't actually uh see the opportunity that is in front of them now if you followed me for a while you would have heard me say this before but I'm sure you hear me say the same things over and over again because it's what I believe and I believe that you should be doing it too. This opportunity that most music artists look over, uh, one of them in particular, is podcasting. Now, podcasting is incredible, okay? there is It is such an opportunity for music artists that they just don't see. There's actually been an article uh, this week that talked about how much closer we're getting to to licensing music for podcasts. There is a myth in the industry that you can use 30 seconds of any song without needing to pay royalties or anything like that, which it's that's not accurate. I don't know where that come from, but you're not allowed to use any of any person's song without paying the royalty for it because uh, 30 seconds is a long time. Like if you're using a podcast, you could use, I don't know, it's like, I don't know, there's, there's so much uh, pre-framing uh, in the music industry that if you used a big artist even for 30 seconds on your podcast it kind of like frames your podcast to be that successful and i mean that's a crazy leverage leveraging of a music artist work that i think uh people shouldn't get for free right that doesn't make any sense um so yeah anyway uh podcasting in itself is a huge opportunity for music artists in multiple ways now i want to talk about two different ways that podcasting is amazing uh, from two different perspectives now first of all the first perspective is creating podcasts uh i talk about this a lot in my book the four-dimensional songwriter which by the way I haven't plugged it in a while, but I can tell you now that the 4dsongwriter.com uh, has completely changed. It all looks completely different and it's uh, there's a lot going on over there. So if you haven't gotten your copy yet, they're free. Go get one at the 4dsongwriter.com. You just have to pay for what it costs me to ship it to you. Actually, you actually pay less than what it costs for me to ship it to you. Even with the price you pay, I still end up paying a, you know, to send it to you. But it's, that's how much I want to get these copies in your hand to change your life and how you go about uh, your music uh, dreams and goals, I guess, uh, which is crazy. And also, thank you to everyone who's been sending me the pictures of them reading it or getting it in the mail and stuff and saying how much they love it. That makes my... I was locked in this office for sometimes 14 hours a day working on this book. And to think that it's finally in your hands now and you live on the other side of the world is just... I. 
can't really even understand that, but it's just absolutely crazy and mind-blowing, mind-blowing, and I love it. Thank you so much. Love you all. But I talk about inside that book why podcasting is so important and why you should be thinking about how it can relate to your music career, specifically from a creation standpoint. I understand that a lot of music artists, when they think about podcasts, will default to thinking, um, you know, how can I get my music on someone's podcast? And we'll talk about that in just a second. But Don't dismiss uh, creating one yourself, especially if you can find the targeted niche that aligns with your music vision and what you're setting out to achieve. Now, obviously, I dive in in my book about finding your motivation and telling your story to the world and more or less answering the question of why do you create music? Like, what do you hope to bring to people's lives? Uh, The further you can refine that down, uh, you know, if you say something like, well, I just want to make people happy, that's cool, but you're kind of just like the broad solution. And there are a million other artists out there that write music to make people happy. So, why, uh, why would someone choose you over them? Uh, on the other hand, as you continually refine this um, point down to like, uh, you can get more refined, the more refined you make your motivation, the uh, less competition you have and the more chance you have of that when a specific listener is feeling a certain way or wants to feel a certain way that they will reach for your music over someone else's. And that's the biggest challenge is getting them to choose you. You open Spotify or whatever, and you've got a million different um, options to choose from. Uh, So, why are they going to choose you. And the answer to that is when they align with your motivation. Okay. So, if they uh, feel a certain way and you've branded yourself correctly and you've positioned yourself correctly and pre-framed the listener correctly, you've just set everything right for them to want to choose your music over the music of everyone else's, which is, uh, you know, that's that's obviously what you're setting out to achieve, right? Um, so, with podcasting, if you can find your motivation and know exactly what you want to bring to people's lives, it doesn't have to uh, ex- exactly revolve around your music. It can be slightly outside of it, but whatever you're trying to push through your music, push that same message through a podcast because you're going to start attracting people that um, have that type of thinking that, you know, they're looking for a podcast to solve that issue. And then you can segue them um, or move them across to your music after, right? Or bridge them, bridge that gap to your music. And then you've got not just normal listeners, but people who are set up to become true fans in the future because they are highly compatible with your vision, not just your music, but thinking outside of that. And that's what matters. Okay. So, if you can create a podcast like that, and provide content to your audience, they're going to be coming back to you and, you know, you know, you can guide them to wherever you want them to end up when it comes to, you know, probably toward listening to your music. I just thought then how, you know, I could say, oh, I've made a podcast and you're obviously listening to it because you want advice for how to grow your music career. And that's what I'm here to do is to help you with your music career. But that makes no sense to think about if I wrote music that was like, hey, my lyrics are about helping you with your music career. And your lyrics don't always have to directly align with your motivation. It's just if that's what they know you're out to do, then your music just becomes the accessory to wear while they're engaged in pursuing that motivation, if that makes sense. In an example, if you're a music artist that is out to, I mean, there might be like an ambitious motivation, like trying to do what you can to end homelessness, right? You don't have to write songs about homelessness all the time. Uh, If you just make that message clear, people are going to want to follow you Um, who support that message as well. And they just know that your music is the accompaniment to that lifestyle. And therefore, they'll listen to your music regardless of what you sing about, um, as long as they uh, agree with that initial vision. But if your motivation isn't inside your lyrics, you need to kind of work twice as hard to promote it so people really understand that that's what you're about. But don't dismiss the idea of making a podcast, okay? Align it with your vision and you'll bring in highly compatible listeners. And that's a great way uh, to find people that are, you know, could could potentially become true fans of you um, and your music. And of course, 
secondly, when people think about podcasts as a music artist, and if I say it's an opportunity that most people are overlooking, you probably assume that it, you know, is about getting your music on those shows. Well, that is true. And you could do that. There are many podcasts out there that are probably looking for intro or outro music or whatever, and you could license them your music for free. You don't have to, they don't have to pay you anything. Uh, maybe they just, you know, link you inside their each show notes or whatever. So, I just directs their traffic towards you. But the bigger opportunity isn't about your music uh, specifically about your songs, I'll put it that way, as you may think. It's actually about being interviewed on podcasts. Now, the same thing goes for podcasts because they are media-based as it is for like newspapers. If you approach a newspaper or a magazine or a blog or whatever, just like traditional media, uh, and say, hey, could you run a story on me? I've got an album coming out. They might, they, but they probably won't, okay? They usually won't be that interested because there are a ton of music artists out there that are all releasing albums. So, why are you so special? Why should they write about you? On the other hand, though, if you could approach them and say, hey, look, I'm recording an album soon and I'm looking to release it, you know, in the next couple of months, can we organize a release strategy around that? But I'm here specifically for this reason and the, what I want the album to do is to bring awareness to this issue or like what I'm about on like I'm creating it for this purpose. I'd love if you could help me get that message out. A lot of the times these uh, publications, they will be way more likely to run a story about you because obviously, you know, you're a... Uh, you know, you've got a reason behind your music and it's an actually a story. It's actually an angle. Okay. When we released our album back in the day, um, the one I talk about in the book that did so well, um, just off no, like no budget at all. It's just because we talked about the message behind it. Um, you know, if I just went to a newspapers and said, Hey, I'm releasing a new album. Would you be interested in promoting it? A lot of me, a lot of them would say, no, there's too many music artists. So why, why are you so special? But as soon as I came and said, you know, this album's to raise awareness to mental health and, you know, the journey I went through personally, hopefully it can help people. That was the headline. You know, that's what it came out. You know, um, band is looking to make mental health, not such a unspoken topic or whatever, you know, and it was, that was the reason that people ran our story. And I think that's the thing you should be looking at too. The same thing goes for podcasts. Okay. If you go on podcasts and say, Hey, look, um, you know, can I get interviewed on your show? And they're like, why? And like, cause I'm just a music artist, blah, blah, blah. No, not a good, I mean, they'll say no. But if you go to a podcast that is talking about the motivation that you align with and say, Hey, look, I'm a music artist and I agree with you. I think you're fantastic. I love the work that you've been doing. Would you be interested in collaborating? And maybe I could jump on for an episode and talk about why I write music because we, you know, we agree on this motivation and this message, you know? So would you be interested in having me on? And a lot of the times they'll say yes, you know, because that's an, a new angle. So don't pass up the opportunity for podcasts because podcasts could be amazing for your music and not many music artists are doing this. Um, you know, so it's a really, really good opportunity. But I think that, um, you know, most people don't consider it because they think of podcasts as, well, how do I get my music on those podcasts? But that's just too narrow minded. Okay. To think like that, you got to be thinking about broader. How do you get on the podcast? Not how does your music you get on there and then you use it as a platform about your music. The next question is usually, well, how do I go about getting on these podcasts in the first place? Realistically, when people start podcasts, it's so easy for people to get into. You don't even need equipment. Like all the stuff I have is, I mean, it makes it sound kind of nice, but it's not absolutely necessary. There are people who do podcasts that are just done on the, um, you know, the earphone mics of like, you know, Apple earphones. Uh, you could just do it on your phone itself like you could do it off that speaker. There's a really, it's really easy to get into podcasting. And a lot of people do because they feel like they have a lot to offer the world and they probably do, but they quickly find uh, when they set up their podcast that 
um, maybe the type of show they didn't think about it and they maybe they thought they'd do interviews and they've ran out of people to interview and it's quite difficult to organize people to interview and stuff. So, these people are looking for people to make their lives easier. Uh, the best thing for these types of podcasts is to get someone to contact them and say, hey, I'd like to jump on your show and I'm the perfect guest and they will go, yeah, I need that. So, keep that in mind. These podcasts, uh, most of them, depending on who you're going after, the big ones are probably booked out for months and you might have to be well known to get on that platform. But the small podcasts are the ones with real loyal listeners that may only have a few people here and there, but the you being on that show will be exposure to a very targeted audience that could come and support you from that. But it's also great promotion on your end to be able to show your fans and followers, hey, listen to me on this podcast and next next week, listen to me on that podcast. And then these two podcasts and you know what I mean? It makes you look like you're everywhere and that you should be uh, taken seriously because you're getting covered in all these different podcasts. So, uh, definitely be trying to hit up as many as you can and you can just find them on Instagram hashtags, uh, find your motivation and then type in the keyword for that motivation and then podcast after it. There are a lot of people on Instagram that are posting episodes and using hashtags cause they're smaller podcasts and they're trying to get more exposure. So those are the ones you want to be on. Go contact them, build a relationship, get to know them, get yourself on those shows with a solid motivation and uh, you can really use that platform for big things. So, a question I had sent in was, how do you go about finding your sound? Like, as a music artist, how do you find the uniqueness that makes you you and allows you to stand out? What's interesting is the fact that um, the music industry seems to go full circle all the time. Uh, at one point it can be completely different to what it used to be, but it will eventually come back around. When I used to be a touring artist and, you know, writing things for my music career and stuff, the music industry was like down here. It was on the total other side. If you sounded like another band, you were an imitator and you were, you didn't, you weren't unique and you weren't original and people didn't take you seriously. And it was like embarrassing for when you bring music out for someone to say, oh, I like this. It sounds like this band. Cause you're like, oh, I don't want to sound like that band. I want to sound like us, you know, like I want to make our own sound. Uh, but now the music industry has gone full, uh, not full circle, half circle, whatever, up to the point where it's kind of like if you sound too unique, people won't listen because they want uh, the same, like the listeners want to hear something that sounds similar to others because if they like one artist, they could like the next. That's why you hear in pop music that Drake sound or whatever is like super popular and everyone's trying to imitate that. But I feel like the music industry is going back around to the point where you have to be unique again uh, to stand out because it gets attention. Like look at something like Old Town Road. Yeah, sure. That might be like a, a twist on what's popular, but still it's different. And that's what allowed him to stand out so much. So, you know, maybe that's not a full around 180 degrees, but maybe it's on its way to it where it's just off and people are finding more uniqueness from it. And eventually it'll come to a point where you have to be unique again to stand out and get people to, um, you know, to, to be interested in you. But in order to do that, you have to find your sound. You have to find what makes you, you. Now, I'm going to answer this question from what I personally believe is the best way to go about writing, which is staying true to yourself and bringing your vision to life, uh, regardless of whatever that may be or however it ends up sounding like the most authentic version of you. Um, but I know some people would answer this question and say things like, well, look what's popular and write similar things to that. Cause if people like, uh, some, if, if their listeners like that, they might like you, but I feel like that's too fabricated for my liking. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of thinking like that. Um, so I personally believe that finding your sound should be authentic to who you are as a music artist. And, you know, that's why I'm going to, I'm going to answer it as if that was the, uh, the approach. Now, personally, I used to be in a, like a pop rock band and I kind of just wrote, 
I, I took things from various points of inspiration and found what I liked within that. And that's how I kind of came up with our sound for that. But my second band was the one that I um, really experimented in and kind of found our sound. And the way we did that was by taking three of our favorite artists that were like, uh, we called it like the triangle. So it was like a metal band, you know, uh, just pop rock stuff that we usually like. And then like an electro artist. And then our goal was, we said, we just threw it in a blender and see what came out the other side. So we used very strange influences and uh, made you know, songs, like put it through like a sausage machine and saw what come out the other side. Um, but when I was talking to one of my good friends, Trenton, he works a lot one-on-one with uh, artists and de- uh, in artist development and working on, you know, song production and that kind of thing in his studio. And uh, he said a really, really cool thing uh, about how an artist should find their sound. And I'm kind of going to steal a little bit of it today. I won't give you the whole thing because if you want more information, 100% hit him up because he will do wonders for your music itself. Uh, this is why him and I have worked on stuff in the past and are definitely still doing that for the future because he's so good getting your music sounding great and my strength is getting it out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's amazing at that. But he had came up with this idea that we kind of uh, half stumbled into by calling it a triangle. And he says that most music artists pick two uh, influences. So you'll pick, you know, this artist and that artist, and usually they're pretty similar, but it only gives you a line to move upon. You can only go from here to here, you know, left to right. Which artist are you going to be? And your little marker in the middle, you could sound 50 50, like halfway between those two artists. And sometimes you could sound more like one or more like the other, but you're only going to be between these two specific artists, right? He says that he recommends that artists actually look at building a triangle, which is three influences, and it allows you to find that perfect balance between you know, an actual shape rather than just a single line. So you could blend it. Like if that's the triangle, you could, uh, you know, sit anywhere within that triangle, depending on uh, what type of song you're writing. And what's a really, and a really cool thing is to actually go through and um, map out on an actual physical triangle with your three influences that you're finding yourself drawn to for a specific release and try to mark where you think your songs sit individually in the songs. So visually represent that music on on a triangle and uh, so you can see where it sits. So maybe you might be thinking, oh, well, this one's a bit more like that artist, but not really like this artist, but you know, kind of close to that one. So it sits over here. Or maybe this is perfectly in the middle. It's a perfect representation of those three artists or whatever. Um, Cause that allows you to find three influences and keep that in mind as like creative direction, but never get to the point where it's plagiarism or feeling like you're too close. And the further that these influences are away from one another, the more unique the sound is that you're going to create. Um, but it allows you to at least find the defining characteristics of those bands and use them as influences. Now, it's obviously not plagiarism. You're not stealing elements from people, but they do say that, that uh, great artists, like bad artists borrow, but great artists steal. But obviously, it's not plagiarism. That's just like the way that they say that. Is that even the saying? I could have gotten that wrong, but whatever. So anyway, create that, that triangle and find ways to map it out because that also allows you to notice inside your releases where your music is lacking. Because if you can look at your triangle and see that you've got uh, blank spots, you go, well, to balance this album out, I might need to create music that kind of sounds more like this artist and more like that artist, but not so much this one. If there was a hole, it's there. And, you know, that type of thing, depending on what your diagram is. But as I said, Trent describes that way better. Um, so definitely go hit him up if you're looking to really bring your music to life. I'll put a link in the uh, in the comment section and also in the show notes. Um, but definitely you should be think- thinking on that type of plane. I keep calling it a three-dimensional plane, but it's not because you've just drawn a 2D shape. But it's thinking like that. With three artists, you can move in between them and find your specific sound in the middle. Now, I think that's the best way to do that. But I also think to find your unique sound, you shouldn't just be influenced by music. 
Now, this is also a bit of a abstract concept because, you know, how can you write music if you're not influenced by music? Like, as I talk about in my book, if you've found your core brand direction and you know visually how to represent the sound of your music, then you should be looking for other pieces of art that, um, and I'm talking about when I say art, I don't just mean like, you know, it's something in an art gallery, like a painting or a drawing. I'm talking about not so much paintings, but also like TV shows, movies, books, uh, different things like that. Go and find stuff that visually aligns with the representation of your music and then use that as inspiration. That's a trick I used to get through writer's block. Um, that's something really cool to inspire new songs, uh, just finding that. So rather than just listening to music and going, oh, do I feel inspired to write another song? Go and engage in stuff that does align with your music visually and see how that can bring you closer to writing your own music too. And if you haven't found your sound yet, the best way to do that is to go and find um, you know, TV shows, movies or books or artwork or whatever that you feel drawn toward. And that probably represents the type of music that you want to write. You're probably just not aware of it. You know what I mean? You probably feel a synergy or a connection with that type of artwork because it's saying the same thing you want to say. So use that as your inspiration to try to write music that sounds like what that looks like. So instead of trying to write your music first, then find the visual representation like I talk about in my book, you're actually looking for visual representation and trying to write music that sounds like that looks like, if that makes sense. And that's how I think you find uh, your unique sound and uh, make sure that you're communicating your inner vision to the world. All right, my legendary podcast people, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it. You know what? It would mean absolutely everything to me. I mean, it would help me so much if I've given you any value whatsoever and you're like, Jason, you know what? How can I give you a pat on the back for doing this episode for me? I would love it so much if you could screenshot you listening to this episode and upload it to your social media. Tag me in it at Jason John Evans. That's J-A-Y-S-O-N if you didn't know. Or you can tag listen pages or just use a hashtag I-A-M-N and I'll I'll see it and I'll be very happy to know that you're listening to it and I'll give you a shout out to say thank you so much and that will absolutely make my day but if you want to make my year if you could go to whatever platform you listen to this podcast on and leave me a review man you have no idea how much that helps me as a podcast to grow if I get reviews left whether it be good or bad I will love you to the ends of the earth for taking the time to do that for me have a fantastic day have a fantastic night have a fantastic afternoon whatever it may be wherever you are in the world stay safe and I will see you in the next episode episode.